Hi guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Tech Comedy Live. Uh, today it's just me. My buddies are sleeping, it seems. So it's just going to be me with a wonderful guest, and his name is Alec Candiotis. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Well done. You got that. Uh, don't ask me to to pronounce your surname. Uh, that, that's okay. You're, you're, you're the star of the show. It's about you. So Alec Candiotis is on the line. A good buddy of mine. He's a friend of my wife's, and we met each other because uh, they're both bloggers. They're mom bloggers, and I've been interested because Alec has been introducing me to his business, and I was very intrigued as to all the wonderful little things he's doing. Very entrepreneurial, and here's a, and here's a chance to actually learn about it because uh, I'm quite inspired by what he does, and I hope all of you are inspired by what he does as well. So, Alec, welcome on the show. How are you doing? Thanks, Vijay. Yeah, it's nice being here. Thank you so much. I'm doing very well, um, and uh, hope you guys are doing well as well. We are good. We are still in lockdown, but we're still good. The kids are okay, and I hope your children and the wife are all good during lockdown. Yeah, we 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 are definitely, you know, not. Uh, we don't have anything to complain about. Uh, it is weird though, but uh, n- nothing to complain about. Fantastic. I, I'm glad to hear it. So, Alec. First of all, tell me more about yourself. Like, who is Alec? So, so I'm a a a a, a, a call it a bit out of the box chartered accountant. Um, I I truly love accounting. Uh, I love I love maths. I love um, uh, all these weird type of things. And then on top of that, I also love um, uh, uh, just um, having good time with friends and having a, a family. I've always wanted a big family. So I've got three daughters, which is uh, just fantastic. Uh, I get spoiled a lot with my wife and my daughters. I'm um, really loving the, you know, the businessman family kind of life. And then on top of that, I'm, 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 we are very uh, uh, um, passionate about, uh, about SME businesses, specifically local SME businesses here in South Africa. We, I don't like calling it, uh, South African business, I I always call it local businesses because I feel that uh, it's not about South Africa, it's about local. So if I were to say I stayed in China, I would have supported local businesses there. So so we're big on, you know, um, helping businesses here and seeing what we can do for them um, with what we have to offer uh, as a family. Fantastic. Yes, you are a dad of three uh, wonderful daughters. I met them personally. I mean, it's amazing. They're so, so sweet. And you've got, if I'm correct, two businesses, correct? Yes, yes. So, um, so, 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 I'm going to say the the first one, the chartered account one, is uh, is is probably within my 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 normal speciality. It's a fintech business, which we um, which we write uh, automated applications for um, you know for Pastel Partner and Pastel Express, um, and that's more a you know, a, a, a financial environment where we try and help businesses to optimize their whole business environment so that they can um, have a leaner business. Then on the other side, the out-of-the-box one is uh, I've got a fitness business and we actually manufacture uh, gym equipment locally, which we also design and we manufacture the whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's another passion of mine, fitness. Um, and uh, can't really say why. I just love it, love it so much that I thought I'm going to – give it a go as a business because I couldn't get what I wanted at that stage. So I decided to make it. 
Yeah, and so it's quite amazing. And you explained to me when when I was there is that you developed in such a way that you can have a gym that's that's pretty advanced in your own home, and that's what's different to other equipment because it's advanced equipment that you can do at the privacy of your own home, so you don't have to leave the house, leave the family, uh, and and be able to work out uh, at the comfort of where you are. Yeah, it's, I mean it's really playing out well in a situation like this for us. I must say, um, I think three, four months ago, um, I couldn't really easily persuade somebody that training at home makes sense. They said, no, but it's so nice. You go to the gym and uh, it's just there, everything for you. And, you know, they like their buddies. Now, you know, suddenly it makes a lot of sense to everybody. And I think I'm very thankful that we've got the opportunity to help people still at their houses. But yes, it, it's it's basically quite an advanced environment that you can now set up at your house without taking up massive space but it's it's for the whole family so um you know our our our, our motto there is family fun fitness uh we believe that uh, that 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 fitness doesn't need to be this 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 very strict i don't like it I, you know i kind of just hold my breath and get it over with type of environment it's a lifestyle and we really like we really like uh just just bring it to the family and having our kids involved everything it makes it a far more active and fun activity so yeah we love it i think it's a, i think it's a great business especially as you mentioned what's happening now for for according to studies it's going to take two to three years before things go to normal things go back to normal so people are going to have to do things work, uh, as working from home, exercising from home. And I think your business is going to have good leverage for the next two to three years at least. And I think you can, you can take advantage of this and uh, definitely push that exercise from home business for sure. Well, thanks. I mean, um, for, for us, it's always, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always thankful if we can take the, 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 the leverage from something, but I'm more thankful if we can help more people because you know, fitness, uh, I, I tell people that technology changes and the environment changes, but the one thing that doesn't really change is the human body. So it's been the same for 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 years. And just because there are new things around us doesn't need, still means we still need to move it and we still need to keep it very healthy because if we lose our bodies, we lose everything. Um, so we have to make sure that we look after that. And even in this time, it you know, we have to look after it. We can't just sit and do nothing. It's not good for us. So um, so the best part of this potential is actually to help more people. That's what we want. We want to just help guys get the ability to get access to being a more, you know, being more healthy. Oh, fantastic. Also, for those who haven't seen Alec physically, I can tell you for a dad of three, he's got the flattest stomach I've ever seen. So I know his exercise works. <laughs> Uh, for that daughters he's got the flattest stomach so i know it's going to work so if he can if, if he can do that i think all dads out there can do it so i think you know there's your motivation to get this guy in fact tell us more what's the name of your accounting business and your fitness business uh so the, so so the accounting business is, is called my bi it's uh and it's and it's and it's all about um you know just getting a a, a data approach to your to your own business, and that's why we called it my BI, my business intelligence. Um, so we believe that people are with the data on the rise, which has been on the rise for quite some time. I think it's now just exploding at this stage. Um, but 
data is something that can really be a gem in your business if you treat it correctly and if you look after your own data in your business. Um, multiple companies out there really look well after their data, uh, like uh, the likes of you know Amazon and and Google and Facebook. They really understand that data ultimately is a great a great asset, um, and we and we try and do that. And hence the name. Um, so there's a bit of a story behind it. Uh, and and my fitness business is called Cactic Fitness. Um, and uh, as I said, it's, a, it's, it's 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 all about a a a, a local manufacturing approach. Um, and if you wanted to know the name, by the way, that's because it's a weird name, especially me being Afrikaans. Some people would think that's a very, very rude word, cactic. But uh, mm. but uh, the name came actually one day when I was in uh, when when I was watching um, Oprah. Don't judge me. I uh, it was an afternoon where um, it was still on, and, and I was uh, I was a student. <laughs> And, I'm just gonna put it out there. Okay, <laughs> put it out there, there it's out. And uh, <laughs> and and I always knew I wanted my own business, and I wanted uh, I, I I I don't know. I just resonated with me the whole uh, Richard Branson story always. So I always wanted more than one business. You know, like he's got this group of businesses. Um, and anyway, so she was doing an interview with the owner of Spanx, which is these ladies. Were, uh, um, garments or underwear garments where they actually uh you know they they they, they tighten and they and they and they make the physique of women kind of like look uh, you know aesthetically pleasing for themselves and it doesn't it's not for me it's for women anyway so but what she then said she asked her why the name Spanx and she said well the the the, the letter k actually resonates very well with people and she used some examples she said coca-cola and kfc and nike there's a lot of K's in the shorter names that resonate very well, and it's memorable. And that's where I started playing with all the K, K sounds. <laughs> mm, like, that exactly. explains why. So it does work because my kids are named after K. I can see why the Kardashians are doing well named after K. So maybe you want to. Maybe I want to something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. So what what inspired you? Because I know you said you you have a love of accounting. What inspired you, and who are the kind of companies? that would benefit from your let's talk about your accounting let's focus there um because that's the, that's your main brand butter so yeah who are the people that benefit the most like who are the, the businesses that would uh use a product like this so so firstly we've we've we've, we've built it in the environment uh for we we actually tap into it's a, a database that exists okay and we decided to go for pastel partner pastel express because it's the biggest um, uh, um, ERP or accounting software used in South Africa. Okay, so yeah, the scales are changing and they may be tipping slightly, but ultimately it's still the biggest software, and I think it's also the the one with the biggest history of of, of it being stable. Um, so we just decided that we want to help the most businesses, and that's why we went for that one. Um, so ultimately, what we do is we take that data and we transform it into a more usable format um, so that it becomes rich data, becomes business intelligence, as they would, as they would call it. And on top of that, um, we've said that SME businesses need to grow, which is our dream in this in our business, my BI, is to help SME businesses grow through corporate-level business intelligence. Now, an SME business doesn't necessarily have the budget to have 
have, have a whole team of BI data specialists and mining specialists like a business like Woolworths would have where they can really tap into their data and they can spend tons and tons of time with tons and tons of people because they have so much budgets. The SME businesses ultimately don't have it. So what we decided is, is what if we can automate the process and make it accessible for them to see rich data out of their own business. Um, so, you know, that the, the target audience would be somebody using Pastel. Um, secondly, it would be SME businesses. Um, and in SME, I just want to say, starts from, well, zero until I would say about mm. a, a quarter to about a quarter of a billion um, could still be a medium-sized business. It does depend on the actual dynamics and the volume of people and the actual um, need of people to integrate, I would say, into different environments. Um, Pastel has got a great ability to deal with a lot of stuff. But then then, then, then the third thing is actually it must be a business that actually wants to grow. Um, you'll be surprised that many businesses out there are very happy where they are and we and we um, – we be happy for them, you know. It's it, it must be a business that literally sees. I want to tap into my data, and I want to see how this is an asset for me, and how I can grow my business out of, you know, really looking at my data intelligently. Um, you know, so we don't try and force people to say, you know, you have to look at your data, and it's going to be this amazing thing. If people are happy where they are, that's great. So the target audience would be somebody very, very um, uh, open towards the idea to let's grow it. And I think my my data has got great underlying potential i need to tap into it and look after it oh i like that in fact alec, alec is like a business psychologist you know he, he he's saying hey you must grow but only if you want to grow i can see you being a psychologist as well <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. and now that covid19 is here we're locked down and it's changed life for a lot of people smes are struggling um, I think government's making a lot of mistakes as well, but I think a lot of people are making mistakes because it's a very new, unknown uh, event in our world. So how are you handling it and what are you doing to to strategize and work differently as a result of the new normal that we live in? It's the, I was actually listening to a talk last night um, from the owner of Feldskun. Um, his name is Nick um, Dreyer, very, very good oak and a great talk. Um, and he also said a few things which, 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 which I think is important for SME guys to be okay with. Is Firstly, everybody is in it. I think that's important. It's not yes. something yes. you should feel that, oh, other guys are, are actually killing it. Um, and the other thing that he also said, what, 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 what I really liked about it was the fact that he, he, he thinks that business is going to be smaller after this. Now, with, 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 with smaller, he didn't say that in negative words. He just said business in the past have done a lot of damage to the economies and also to the environment without having much kind of um, real uh, um, uh, insight as to what impact it has. So I would say that at least the way that he said that was for me very, very um, was, was positive. For us, I think we we need to think about what kind of wastage is there actually in, in, in our businesses. Uh, we don't realize how much waste there is, and you can really carve out a lot of waste. Um, I mean, for instance, we're suddenly realizing that, wow, spending two, three hours in a day traveling back and forth to work 
may in a lot of days be a waste. It's not a waste every day, but it, but it's not always a waste, but doing it every day isn't that very wasteful. Um, having a big building where all my people can sit with desks that I'm paying for, with rent that I'm paying for, isn't, is, is that good or bad spending? Um, so I really want to challenge all SME businesses out there at this stage to say to themselves, you know, um, what what can I optimize in my business? Um, I think I think we a lot of SME owners are jumping onto the digital kind of environment now and saying, yeah, but SEO is important. So that's called search engine optimization. I know you and your and your wife would know a lot about search engine optimization, but I would want to go one step higher and, and be a little bit broader to the SME owners and say to them, rather call it BEO, business engine optimization. So how can I optimize my business to a point where I am making it leaner? Remember, optimization is about making stuff leaner, quicker, cheaper, um, that, that so that my business can now ultimately survive because in a stormy water, you don't want a heavy boat, you know, filled with, with, with holes. You want something that's lean and mean and can really withstand a lot of waves. Um, and that's what, we're, what, I, what, what I really think we need to get out of this and make and, and really challenge ourselves to say what processes in my business are, are slow and heavy and expensive. Um, and that goes throughout, you know, what, what costs, what, what, what processes, what systems are expensive, um, what is better. And, 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 and that's my way that we're dealing with this at this stage. We challenge ourselves every day to try and make it to optimize our environment in a positive way for our customers and our suppliers. I like that advice because I think that's what has been happening. I think people are realizing what a waste they've got, all the time that they're wasting, all the processes that's excessive. I think this situation has really made people look deep into their business and cut out all the waste and all the fat and made it into a business that is efficient. And that is how people are surviving. They're making sure it is lean and mean, as you mentioned. And I think that's a very good advice. And I like the fact that you mentioned it's business business engine optimization, BEO. That's a good way to look at it. And I think a lot of people are doing it. And those that are trying to survive should do it and should take that advice into heart. That's a very important thing that Alec has just mentioned. So thanks for that. And I want to ask, you're a dad of three. You mentioned you've got the fitness business. You mentioned you've got the BI business. You've got three daughters. And you've got a wife uh, who is also running a business. How are you juggling this and taking care of three daughters? And I noticed when I visited you, you, you are not having anyone else there to help. You are taking care of them yourself. How are you juggling the two together? Well, I think first of all, in this time, currently, this is uh, this is still a, a a a a working progress to try and get through it. Um, I definitely have stuff like a gardener, which which usually helps me. Um, now suddenly, doing that additional task is 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 not something I can just say is I I, I have it under wraps, and I can I can I can definitely deal with the garden easily. I don't need people like that. Um, 
And also, um, we have a, a great house help that always has been with us for many years, and we miss her dearly now in this time. Um, and, uh, you know, she, so, so house cleaning and I think the additional um, homeschooling is really challenging. Um, but, as a, but, but as a norm, I find that the more we can involve our families in our businesses and more involved in our day-to-day -day activities, the easier it is to deal with because they actually start understanding. So for instance, uh, fitness, when I train, I 70 or 80% of the time, I grab my daughters and I say, let's train together. Now it's fun. Um, now often I have to tell them, hey, come on, it's important. So I have to give them a bit of motivation and a bit of persuasion and sometimes a bit of, well, we are going to do it. I'm making the call now. But uh, I'll be honest with you that there's there's far less of a of a of a unhealthy environment when we start cultivating these good habits. So I do feel that we we used to remember that we went to the office you know, pre pre lockdown and there we had this healthy team building and high five environment and suddenly we find ourselves back at home. So we need to remember that's actually our team. That's the team and. The more we get that team and understood and we understand where they fit in and how we can make healthier environments for each other, the better we actually are equipped to deal with all these additional balls that are in the air because they can actually catch it for us. And you'll be surprised these our, our kids can can help in a house. They can really help and they can do it with a smile. And they can enjoy it because they're part of the family now instead of just being left there on the side with no real uh, part in this whole keeping it together, game we play. Fantastic. So Alec is saying that if you need to get it vacuumed, let your daughters do it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> right? yeah. My daughters do a great, great uh, uh, job of, of packing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> the dishwasher. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. I know, I know my youngest loves it. So I, I know they do enjoy like holding on to the vacuum or they put, put the pegs on, onto the laundry basket. So, yeah, so they enjoy that. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, but I, oh. but I mean, sorry People, to interject. I yes, I think you were saying. I think you can probably attest to the fact that when you are um, helping each other, for instance, when you're doing a kind of more a collaboration with 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 your wife's business and your business, there's 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 the, there's a lot of traction you can gain from that just working together instead of trying to just do it all alone with no with with no advice and nobody to even brainstorm something with. Mm, I like that. I mean, my wife and I do work together, so I know it has a lot of benefit because when you're working together, you, you, you're sharing the risk, but you're also sharing the rewards. So it actually has a more a personal benefit to doing business this way. And I assume, I'm not sure if you work uh, with your wife's business or if you're separately working, but um, maybe if you do work together, you can tell us. Uh, do you help her? Does she help you, etc.? My wife's an extremely creative person. The only thing I bring is analytical thought. <laughs> so, 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 so um, you, you know, uh, um, she definitely, we definitely bump ideas off each other, um, and we definitely help each other just to get a perspective of each other's world because she she just sees stuff differently from me. I'm an accountant. She's this art art kind of creative. Um, so I love having her insight and I'm really appreciative when she gives me time to really brainstorm stuff. So we do 
work together and bump ideas off each other in that in that sense. Um, and then we are again, um, and then we go and say, well, now I've now now I have some focus and some ideas that I can ultimately work on. So we don't try and um, pull each other into the business too much, where it becomes you know a laborious or a boring task, um, more a creative space and a, and, and a strategic space that we, that we tap into each other. Oh, that's good. So now that you mentioned that, especially as someone who's married and has children to worry about, what would your advice be to people who may be in a similar situation, not necessarily in a business, but in a situation that they could marry, they've got kids, um, the jobs are maybe on the line. Uh, COVID-19 may have caused retrenchment. What advice would you give to someone who says, you know what, I'm interested. I love accounting. I want to start a business. What would you tell that person to watch out for to, to get this business going, especially in the fintech field? Okay, so, 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 I mean, first of all, you need to just understand something like the financial space is quite wide. So I, I would first say, understand what service and products you want to actually give and base that on your actual own strengths. Because um, I once read a study and they said that if you're going to focus on your strengths to, to, to improve your strengths, let's say you are an 8 out of 10 because you're just talented in it, then to improve it, you're going to go to a 9 out of 10. But if you're going to work on your weaknesses, you know, your buddy is doing something, so you're also going to start doing it because he's making money out of it. But he's an 8 out of 10, you're a 5 out of 10. You're going to, if you're going to focus, you're going to go to a 6 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10, but it's still average. Um, so firstly, in the financial space, just say to yourself, what do I like? What service or product do I actually want to deliver to my customers? And what do I think I'm going to enjoy? Because it is extremely tough, especially now when you're working more alone, um, you know, to keep that discipline going if you're not enjoying it and if you're not working on something that you are good at. Then once you've established that, I think the next one would be um, to say, well, what is my infrastructure that I'm going to work in? So so am I going to work with my own, um, with, with, with software that, 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 that exists? Do I actually want to develop it? Um, what is out there? And do some research on what you and how you want to now approach your customers. And then the last thing is actually what kind of systems are you, are you going to do it and what, what, what are the procedures that you're actually going to follow to help your customers in a, in a, in a, in a way that works. So, so there's three pillars for me. There's, there's people, that's yourself and your team. What are you going to do? What is that people you're going to actually get? Um, then there is a fourth pillar, which usually is it's, it's product and services. If you don't have a good product or you don't have services, it doesn't matter what you do in business, you're not going to survive. You know, I say if, you, if you're selling shoes, for instance, without soles, I don't think you're going to survive. It doesn't matter how good you are. Um, so just... Well, that don't sell <laughs> shoes without a sole. <laughs> or, yeah. or socks with holes. Socks <laughs> with holes, exactly. So obviously what you're trying to say is if you're going to do fintech, make sure that's the space you're in. You're strong uh, already in the financial services. You understand the logic, the maths, the algorithms that go into finances. Don't just jump in because you see other yeah. people making money. Do what you are good at and, yes, and then work, work from, from there. there. And, and, and I think there are a lot, lots of businesses there that actually would, um, would allow you to, um, to, 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 to understand their business better. So to either get into it or to on-sell on behalf of them. I know, for instance, our apps, we are hungry for resellers that are 
that want to reuse our product. Uh, our product's not, we can do projects, but we don't like it, but we, we know there are many accountants and auditors there that can actually give their service through using our service. Um, so I think the guys that are currently in that space that used to be, for instance, let's say a, a tax um, consultant, now suddenly they can't get to the customer, so they feel they have lost their jobs, they can't go on. I would say, well, take that tax consulting business of you, just make it digital, but use the apps that are already off the shelf. There's no, there's no reason for you to move away from what you've done because um, I've seen that as well and I and I and I do feel for those people you know people that for instance are accountants and suddenly they're selling face masks and they may and they may be making some money and I and I appreciate why they're doing it but I want to make just I just want them to understand that after this and when things go more back to normal if there's something like that people are going to remember you for the face marks guy, and you're going to have to do a lot of work to get them to understand. No, remember, I'm, I'm actually the tax guy. You remember that now. <laughs> so, so just be careful of jumping ship to that yeah. extent. Rather focus on your area of speciality and just see how am I now going to deliver that service in the new way because it's still needed. You know, we don't not need food. We still need food. We still need clothes. We still need all these kind of things, but it's just going to be slightly different the way that you now approach your customer. Interestingly, I saw some innovation where someone, I think they do plants or agriculture or some horticulture, and he started to sell masks with the horticulture logo, uh, with plants, uh, pictures of the plants that he sells on the mask, um, with graphics indicating the kind of stuff that he grows. So then people wear the mask, they know that that's what it does. So he's, he's associated the mask with the brand that he already works on with the details. So people know, yes, those are the masks, but I know it's that yeah. agriculture guy. And, and, and that's quite yeah. innovative. I, I like what right. he did there. So maybe that's what Smart, that eh? guy yeah, he, he's, he didn't sell out and say, I just want to make money from selling masks. He said, I'm going to use this to actually enable people to better understand what I can offer them. That's great. Yeah. Exactly. So you should tell the guy who was doing tax, um, put a message about tax on the mask and sell yeah. it. Say, wear a mask, no tax, no tax on yeah. masks or something. And then, and then, and that's like a message on the mask. And then you can sell that. That's the kind of thing to to somehow align yourself so people know that you're still a tax guy. I, 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 that's a far better way yeah. of, of of approaching it. If 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 that's something you you are you know at all interested in getting into as a business. Um, but I, but, but I mean, also understand that anything you bring into your business, anything you sell is a new burden on your, on your shoulders. And, um, it may be just a new heavy load to carry. doesn't matter what you sell. So just also be careful because that, 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 that does take a lot of your time, uh, to bring out something good to think of it and, um, just make sure that your business can actually carry that weight that you're going to bring additionally into it because not only do you have to market it, but you, al you also have to fund it. And then if you're going to sell it, you have to bring that into your stock and then you have to manage it. So just make sure that you are ready for something like that before you jump into it because there's so many other things you can also be doing that are far lighter and that can maybe make more sense in a, in a quicker way to turn around that marketing spend. Mm. No, that's actually amazing. So to end it off, I have one important question to ask you. What is the biggest lesson that you really learned that when you look back and say, man, I've learned this lesson the hard way? What is something you can share with us? Uh, I, think, I think focus. 
Um, I think focus is one of the most difficult things to actually uh, to 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 really buy into as an entrepreneur, um, because you know you just look all over the place and you see these guys are doing fantastically. In your mind, at least, they're doing fantastically. Remember, your balance sheet is always worse than the guy next to you because that's just the way you perceive it as a as an entrepreneur. Um, so, so focus has been something that's been extremely difficult. And I had to learn it the the hard way. Um, and you can uh, imagine I've got two businesses, but I used to have three or four businesses and I actually had to step back and sell out of some of my businesses because I literally was just burning all of them, uh, just did bad in, in all of them. Um, so that's something I really want to, 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 to just tell you that it happens so quickly. And um, once you get into that space where it doesn't focus, remember, if you, if you go and look on YouTube, there are some guys that take TV screens and um, and then they focus the energy of the sun, the actual sun rays, into this small little condensed uh, spot. And you'll be surprised that energy, that spotlight focusing of that sun ray actually melts metal and it pops glass. So, so if you walk in the sun out there, I mean, the sun just on your skin doesn't do much, except if you lie on it for long, you can get burned. But you're definitely not burning metal. But if you focus energy into one spot you're able to do special things and real amazing things that really change stuff so focus energy wherever you can it you can make a difference there that's actually fantastic advice and you know to end this off thank you so much alec it's been wonderful to listen to your advice and all the things and good luck to everything good luck with the lockdown and the kids and the family and I really appreciate, appreciate your yeah, time Thank you. On the it's show. been awesome. And uh, best of luck there for you guys as well. You guys are doing great stuff. And thanks for the opportunity to be on an awesome uh, podcast like this. You're doing a good job. Thank you for us, uh, for, for giving us a voice. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Alec. And, and everyone, thank you for listening. Take care. And this is Vijay from Tech Comedy Live.